G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here with Fruity as Alex for another edition of the Weekly Wrestling Wrap, coming to you from yet another pay-per-view weekend. Alex, how are you? Uh, pay-per-view? What's that? Uh, I I'm think sorry. You, I think you meant premium live event. Come on. Chris <laughs> Clare. <laughs> Back in my day, they were called pay-per-views. And you had to pay $40 over the phone to your Ostar provider. And then you only got one replay of it. And if you missed it, too bad. You had to reorder it. <laughs> but, you remember yeah. back then? Oh, yeah. but And the annoying part was you had to tape it on your VCR. You had to. But the yeah, paper you telling Foxtel or Ostar that. <laughs> no, no. But you had to tape it on your VCR, but the pay-per-views were always over three hours, and you just couldn't buy VHS tapes that went for more than three hours. So you had to, like, quickly get your second tape ready (laughs) and quickly eject it, put part two in, quickly hit record and make sure that you didn't miss too much. Hopefully it's not chewed the tape as you go to a jack so you've lost all of the first tape and trying to get the second one in. Yeah, so I remember it was, um, I think it was Starcade 98. <laughs> and I What's the main remember... event of that? That's uh, Goldberg and Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash beats the streak. <laughs> oh, the cattle prod. The cattle prod, yeah. Yeah. I remember just being like, oh, my God, Kevin Nash, you have to win this. This would be so good. I might have been the only person in the world, like, being like, yes, Kevin Nash won. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I I can't remember which one of the undercard matches it was, but on the undercard, uh, probably it would have been, like, semi or close to semi-main event. My V8... VHS tape ran out so I had to swap over put the second tape in so I could get get the rest of the show and I completely missed the finish to a match oh no yeah so like in the time that I was swapping over the tape I I missed the finish to a match and the second part of the the second tape starts with the entrances for the next match Oh, bugger. Do you remember yeah. what match you missed the end of? I'm going to quickly pull up the um, card, because once I see the card... <laughs> you'll know? Once... You'll, uh, yeah, once I see the card, I'll know. So, Starcade 98. So, from my memory, the undercard was just banger after banger. Oh, it was... Yeah, it was DDP versus the Giant, and then... I missed the finish of it, and then um, I got, like, the second tape in as Kevin Nash is making his entrance for the main event. So the VHS, t- the second VHS tape just had to cover an 11-minute match. <laughs> it was so annoying. Um, yeah, so, and the finish of, like, the DDP, like, giant match was, like, DDP hitting a diamond cutter out of nowhere to the giant off the top rope as the giant tried to choke slam him off the top rope. It was such a banger of a finish. And I I never got to see it again until bloody the network came around. 
Yeah. Jeez. What would that be? Almost 20, oh, I suppose not 20, like 15 years later? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Who decided that Brian Adams defeating Fit Finley and Jerry Flynn was worthy of a Starcade match? I'm sorry, Jerry Flynn? Yeah, not Jerry Lynn. Jerry Flynn. It was like this tall, like, dude with a mullet that wore, like, karate gear in WCW, and he never won. Oh, man. <laughs> was this during... He was a hangover of the uh, the Mortal Kombat uh, stable trying to get off? Uh, like, I think they initially had plans for him to get involved in it, but he never even got that far. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he just ended up being, like, a really large dude that people would lift up and everyone would cheer for <laughs> that always lost. It's like, oh, we need someone impressive looking for Lex Luger to put in a torture rack. Where's Jerry Flynn? Where's Ron Reese? <laughs> uh, does Jerry Flynn have a notable career outside anything of that? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, Just... I he, he did a little MMA in the 90s, but yeah, that was it. In 1995, he had one MMA match. That's it. Uh, he was a he was a karate champion, but that's about it. Fuck, we're talking about Jerry Flynn. We're already off the rails. Holy <laughs> shit, humans! <laughs> uh, I suppose. Uh, yes, a uh, little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, I came back to Twitch last week. That was a lot of fun. Alex uh, joined. He got to see from the other side of the camera and give me that perspective, I guess. Yeah, uh, I was really impressed with um, how your setup looks from the viewer's perspective. It looks great. Like, yeah, you got all the lights and that. You look very pro. So, yeah, it looks great. It's good content. Humans, you should get into it. It's great. Check him out. We had a fellow postmark uh, discover us too that night. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. So um, he said said he'd recognised you from a few uh, post wrestling appearances. Yeah, from geez, my poor poor selections for John and Way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, just, uh, just make him watch over the top next. <laughs> No, there's a re there's a wrestler in there. There's a couple. There's Terry Funk. There's Scott Norton. <laughs> oh yeah, there is Scott Norton. Uh, so as I find their name here, just to give them a, a little shout out because it should be in here. Da -ba -da -ba -da. As I try to find it on my laptop. Uh, no, I can't seem to find it at the moment. Bugger. Because it only goes back so far. Well, that's okay. Uh, he knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going be one of them days. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. <laughs> yes. And uh, do you have any, I guess, news for yourself, Alex? Uh, I'll be back on Twitch a little bit more regularly now, uh, trying for Thursdays and Friday nights. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I I'll try to jump in on Friday nights. It's usually when 
Eliza goes out and lets me have a bit of home alone time, which is always great because I hate leaving the house these days. Leaving the house is so overrated. Um, she's like, Who would oh. do that? Yeah. She's like, oh, I'll just go out for drinks every Friday night. I'm like, yeah, you do that. She's like, oh, you should come socialise. No! <laughs> Socialising's dumb. Um, <laughs> like, I, I just ended up, like, sitting at home in my Ugg boots last Friday night watching you play Twitch and then I was watching you on Twitch playing Fall Guys and, and then I went and watched the... Uh, newest Stranger Things episodes. I had a great night. I ordered some pizza. Fuck yeah, it was such a good night. I love doing fucking nothing. So yeah, that's what I got going on. Have <laughs> you seen the new newest, I guess, Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I'm, we can talk about that at the end of the show then. I'm now completely up to date on all the Marvel stuff. Uh Took me a while to get around to watching Moon Knight, but that wasn't bad. Um, yeah, I just just watched the new Doctor Strange movie the other week when it got put on Disney+. Plus. Probably going to go see the new Thor movie next week or the week after. That's your getting out of the house is going to uh, the movies. Yeah, but I only go gold class, so I'm more separated from humans. I love I, our humans, but I don't want to be anywhere near anyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's enough too. I'm dreading when I'm looking at going back down to Victoria next year. Oh, man. Nah, Victoria's not too bad. It's just everyone's just been locked up for so long that no one knows how to handle being in a public space anymore. Yeah. Like spatial awareness is just non-existent like every time i go to the supermarket i swear to god i get hit by two shopping trolleys Bruh. and, and <laughs> then then someone says oh, i did it for the rock i was like oh what um, <laughs> oh goodness ah uh, but um what yeah. is uh oh junior fatu doing <laughs> in, in the, the war, war zone <laughs> Big fan of uh, wrestling on style. <laughs> yes. Oh, Junior Fatu. Oh, man. Oh, that shit. TNA run. <laughs> yes, yes, shit. Oh, God, everything comes back to TNA. He, he got introduced by Jim Cornette. I just remember, like, Jim Cornette coming, coming out and being like, Christian Cage, this Sunday, your opponent's going to be this man. And then out comes Rikishi, and that's how the episode of Impact ends. It's just like a zoom-up of, like, Rikishi's face. Just being like, I'm coming to get you, Christian. Like, <laughs> Wasn't um, Cornette, like, a general manager-type person in Impact for a while, though? Yeah, yeah. It, it just feels like it would be something Jim Cornette would hate, is the Rikishi gimmick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I suppose anything else uh, homekeeping for you, or should we uh, get on to the past week? Because there's another pay per view to cover. Please don't tell me there's one this weekend. Uh surely not. Surely not. And if Wait. there is, I'm not fucking watching it. 
When does the G1 start? Oh, get fucked. That's why I'm just thinking in my head, because I know Death Before Dishonor is two weeks away, and JPW G1 Max 2022. I think it's like 32. Starts June 16th. Praise the Lord, we have a week off. Yay! <laughs> this goes back to, I think, like six weeks in a row with a major pay-per-view. We had an NWA an Impact, two WWE pay-per-views, an XT pay-per-view, two AEW pay-per-views, and a New Japan, one of their big four shows of the year, coming off Best of the Super Junior Finals as well. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> let, let's not forget, like, this is probably a rare week off, and then it's, like, straight back into the insanity. We'll have the G1. We'll have Death Before Dishonor. I'm probably going to cover very <laughs> illegal means. Uh, the Ric Flair pay-per-view, which is on the same weekend as SummerSlam. Um, yeah, there's yeah, just... If you want to go and uh, crowdfund us so we can watch that, we would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. But, um, and they still haven't even announced who his fucking opponent is. Really? No, they still haven't announced the main event. They've announced the undercard now. Uh, but, I mean, we might we can talk yeah. about it now, I guess. I'll try to bring it up. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it up myself. Because yeah, for the price this is, it want to be a pretty good uh match. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's probably going to be like Jay Lethal and someone else versus Ric Flair and someone else. Because they've been doing a lot of like, oh, Ric Flair's angry at Jay Lethal because Jay Lethal no-showed his podcast and they've been tweeting about it heavily. It just screams work. Um, which is fine. Like, Jay Lethal being the guy, that makes sense. So here are the announced matches so oh, you've got far. it? Yeah, go ahead, yeah. my man. So there will be uh, matches representing New Japan, Impact, MLW, and even AAA. There's going to be Clark Connors versus Red Narita. That sounds uh, fine. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, I'll go in level of importance. Uh, Killer Cross versus Harry Smith representing MLW. Harry Smith, the former Davy Boy Jr. Yep. Um, Impact Wrestling presents a dream tag team match. Oh, no, it says dream tag rematch. So apparently they've already had a match. So it's <laughs> not really a dream match at all. It's already happened. Um, the Wolves versus Motor City Machine Guns which makes no fucking storyline sense. Wait, 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 wait. The, the Wolves? Yeah. Versus the Machine Guns presented by Impact. Yes, which makes no fucking sense because Davey Richards just returned to Impact to feud with Eddie Edwards. But whatever, I'm okay, sure. If, if this was 
small house show in Tennessee somewhere. Sure. Okay. Or well, Charlotte, I mean, North Carolina. I mean, this is in Tennessee. <laughs> this is in Nashville, I guess. Yeah, but this is broadcast to a global audience live. Yeah. And you are doing it with the premise there of it saying presented by Impact. Yeah. Impact, you've done it again. Yeah, and this is all under the Jim Crockett Promotions banner, by the way. So this next batch, uh, knockouts, three-way championship match, Jordan Grace defending against Deonna Perrazzo and Rachel Ellering, which will be a great match. And Rachel Ellering appearing under the Jim Crockett Promotions banner is kind of a nice touch. Um, yeah. Yeah, her father. Because of her father, yeah. So I, I would actually, because I think they're going to heavily lean into the Jim Crocker promotions and nostalgia for the show. I would say there's a pretty good chance she comes out with her dad, um, which I'm all for. Um, there'll also be an Impact World title match. Josh Alexander defending against MLW's Jacob Fatu. Jeez, doesn't it seem like that guy's done nothing since he signed to MLW? Yeah, he's so fucking good, though. It's like him and Hammerstone are, like, the only reasons to ever watch MLW. Oh, and as of yesterday, a triple-A four-way match was announced for this card. It'll be banned... Bandito versus Laredo Kid versus Taurus versus Ray Phoenix. Okay, that sounds all right. Yeah. Taurus, who's, uh, is Taurus the one who's from Decay in Impact? Yep. You got Bandito, like kind of Ring of Honor ish, Ray Phoenix, AEW ish, well, very AEW, and Laredo Kid. Um, Who's a guy, I guess. But he's really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he's a guy, I guess. Um, like, that undercard's great. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, oh. Just, <sighs> you haven't even fucking announced the main event. You should announce the main event first and then, like, build up your undercard. Build the card around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be the smart thing to do, Alex. (laughs) No, but old Conrad Thompson is making us wait, isn't he? Yeah, I don't don't understand why. I'm just... Oh, excuse me. Uh, Just pulling up fight. There we are. Last match of Ric Flair, 1st of August. Uh, On here, it doesn't even have a um, a line-up on fight yet. $30 to buy on fight. Huh. Uh, they must have discounted it. They yeah, must have discounted it now. Good. More purchase options. Good. Well, uh, I, I think um the last match bundle with like the roast and the star cast thing, three hundred and nine dollars. So that hasn't been discounted. No, I I would love to watch the roast because I genuinely feel like there's going to be people that are just going to be like, "Oh, Ric Flair, you're actually a shithead." Yeah. <laughs> um, Ric Flair, like, stop, like, 
be in a sleaze bag and grow the fuck up. I feel like that's gonna happen. Uh, uh, that's on that's on special on its own. Uh they're discounted now on fight until the what that say July twenty fifth. Right. So you can buy these individually. The roast is twenty seven dollars. The last match was uh what I say thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty one dollars. Yeah. And as I look down here, the Starcast. Uh, oh, that Starcast with the roast. I don't know there's, if you can get Starcast on its own. There's a lot of Starcast stuff going on though. There's like a live podcast with like. Like the Matt Hardy podcast, the Bischoff, JR, I think, might be doing one. Tony Schiavone. I think there's, like, a show with, like, Bret Hart. Um, Yeah. That one's still... Yeah. That one's still 110 bucks. the uh, Starcast. But if you want the roast or the last match, buy those individually for the discounted price of around... Around... 60 bucks. Oh, shit. They're doing, like, um, for StarCast, they're also doing, like, a live show with Johnny Gargano called What's Next. Interesting name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As you uh, mentioned that, let me just uh, check a certain podcast uh, thing. (laughs) Yeah. um, There's also a live show with Kevin Nash called Click This. A very good name, I guess. Uh, Foley is Pod, the live show with Mick Foley, which is good. Uh, his new podcast is actually amazing. Mick oh, Foley that reminds me. Foley, Foley is doing another Australian tour. Yeah, thinking about it. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Oh, and there's also a live show with uh, the former Paige, Soraya. Uh, she's officially gone now. Yeah, and she's doing a live show called Turning the Page. Yeah. Who I am on the road again. Who I am turn the page. Yeah, shout out to any Metallica Garage Inc. fans out there. Um, so, yeah, what you say? It was uh, Gargano's thing called? What's next? But it has an A in it. But they capitalize the N, the X, and the T. Okay. I don't see any uh, talk in here on it. No, it's on the StarCast Twitter page. No, no, I was looking for uh, Brian and Davey, uh, the Up Next guys, to see if they uh, mentioned anything of it. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there's a fair bit going on, but uh, I'm just... Real interested to see, like, the overall presentation. They say it's going to be kept really true to the original Jim Crockett promotions look and feel, which I love. I I think it's my favourite hangover viewing show is watching, like, 1986 Jim Crockett promotions on the network. Oh, I thought you were going to say there for a moment your favourite is uh, watching the current Warm, NWA. No, fuck no. Nah, my old favourite hangover show was Lawn Bowls on ABC. Um, That's not a thing anymore. I love that shit. I know, I know. But that, like way back in the day, that was my favourite shit. Um, back when the uh, uh, the Lawn Bowls course 
near us, just across the river, used to have like one of the premier courses in the country. Yeah, I wonder what the, the place to be is nowadays. Where is the premier lawn bowls place? Because I've driven pl- past that one, and I tell you, it hasn't changed at all for the worse. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. I suppose yes. Ring of Honor coming up. Uh, it's also thirty bucks. So, uh, if you're looking at getting into the Ric Flair uh, match, now's the time to do it while it's on sale. Before that, said and out of the way, should we get down to, is there any other wrestling-related news, or should we get into some results here? Because it's another pay-per-view week. Yeah, let's just get into some results. So, last thing here, did you see the design for the New Japan Strong Tag Titles? Yeah, it looks like shit. <laughs> He's honest. He is honest. <laughs> did you see it these just matches? It looks like the Strong Belt, except shit. Did you see these... Uh, opening round tag matches of Christopher Daniels and Yuya Yuramura versus The Factory. Uh, Aaron Solo and um, what's the big guy's name? Nick Nick Camarado. Put put some fucking respect on Camarado's name. Put the belts on him. No, I think they should uh, put it on this other team here. Not WCWC, which I have no idea what the (laughs) heck that is in a New Japan Strong, but they should be putting it on TMDK. That's not bad. That's not, <laughs> that's not bad. All right, all right. Still hey, leaning the mighty, towards Nick Camarado. <laughs> the mighty don't deal are coming back. They're just doing a lot more in the indies than uh, than they were yeah. ever doing in the uh, NXT. But uh, yes, the belt looks stupid. The design is stupid. The never belts should have been the belts to... um hop between your main New Japan promotion and your satellite companies. Yeah. But they've done what they've done. It is what it is. It's it's just being a dead horse at this point. Uh, so let's go over to Raw. 27 for the 6th from Laredo, Texas. So a last chance. Money in the bank qualifying match. And by God, wasn't this important come to pay-per-view. I mean, this was the last chance anyone would get. So it's AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Champa, Dolph Ziggler, Dominic Mysterio, Jinder Mahal, Mustafa Ali, R-Truth, Reggie, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Shanky, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, T-Bar, Atori 15, The Miz, Veer Mahan, all of whom lose to Riddle, an 18-person battle royale to kick things off on Raw, at least match-wise. I will say, I... One of my guilty pleasures in wrestling is just a classic battle royal. And this past week, I got three of them. Yeah, Uh, there's one in particular I really want to talk to you about. Yeah, so I I definitely feel like I've had my fix. This wasn't a bad one. This was all right. Yeah. Uh, From there, we had Montez Ford with Angelo Dawkins defeat. Jay Uso with Jimmy Uso. AJ Styles defeats The Miz by Countout. Liv Morgan defeats Alexa Bliss. A two-on-one handicap match where Bobby Lashley defeats Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis, where Fury was the special enforcer. And a last chance Money in the Bank qualifying match, six-pack eliminator <laughs> challenge match that saw Dewdrop, Nikki ASH, Shayna Baszler, Tamina, Zia Lee, 
all lose to Becky Lynch. Oh, man. I do not remember. I've watched this whole Raw, and I don't remember much at all. <laughs> what about Yabado? Do-do-do-do. Oh, that's right. That was, there was some good... There was some good stuff with um, John Cena and Ezekiel backstage, which I enjoyed. Um, and then, oh, Seth Rollins coming up to John Cena and being like, ha, 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 like doing his Seth Rollins laugh to the tune of John Cena's theme music. Yeah, that <laughs> it was, was good. So, so good. But then fucking... Sleazeball McGavin Vince McMahon comes out and introduces John Cena for some reason. And then John Cena comes out, cuts a decent promo, but it was just like, uh, oh, I'm here. I love you all. Um, I'm not finished yet, but I'm not telling you what's next. <laughs> Bye. Said nothing. <laughs> yeah, he said fucking nothing. Um uh... And, yeah, the Mr. McMahon, like, coming out every week, just being like, hey, look at me. I'm not cancelled. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> just like, ugh. just, if you're going to show up, at least do something of significance that, like, push forwards, that pushes forward storylines. Like, there's a perfect spot for him to come out at Money in the Bank if he really wanted to come out. And be like, hey. Oh, goddamn, uh, Theory. Money in the bank match. Go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that would have made more sense than Adam Pearce being like, I'm giving an Austin Theory a chance. But we'll get After there. complying about an abuse of power two weeks ago with Sonya Deville. Like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that would have been the spot to have your obligatory Vince McMahon fuck you, I'm on camera appearance. This week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thumb sideways rule. Did you catch Dynamite, Blood and Guts? I did. Oh, I've got a lot to talk about on this show. So coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, the Motor City at Little Caesars Arena. <laughs> I, I know this arena because WWE runs there so much, and I'm like, hmm, you're running one of WWE's, like, main arenas. And the place actually looks full. Good. <laughs> uh, commentary is the uh, new commentary team that we uh, discussed last week of Excalibur, Taz, and Tony Schiavone. With uh, Jim, Ro Jim Ross coming in for the main event. Yes, he was a little uh, forgetful about someone's name. But Regal did start him off on that. I will point that out. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Regal joining for the Blood and Guts match as well. I, I don't... Uh, I choose to ignore any mistakes William Regal makes. Um, <laughs> I but, still love that uh, Regal gets on commentary and he's like, Man in the Mask, Mr. Ross, Mr. Shivani, Mr. Ma Mr. <laughs> Maniac. Maniac. Yeah. And Shivani always goes, Your Lordship. <laughs> oh, man. It always hits me in the feels when he calls him your lordship it just gives me great flashbacks to 1996 lord stephen regal getting interviewed it on the nitro ramp by shivani or mean gene um yeah 
So this commentary team, this is how it should be from now on, right? This was so much better. I love JR, but how old is uh, JR now? Do you know roughly off the top of your head? 70-something. Hang on. Take me a second. Because he is getting to that um point probably oh. where he is going to be 70, slowing down soon. 70 exactly. Okay. How old were some of the commentators when Vince finally took him off TV? Like uh, Brain, Gorilla, much, much younger. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot younger. <laughs> um, Is yeah, there... so... Would you sort of phase JR more to that? He's really good in those countdown shows, I find, where he sits down and, like, gives his opinion on each big match and that. Yeah. Do you think they sort of transition? Jeez, that's an easy word for me to say. Move him towards more of that role uh, going forward in the company. Yeah, that's a good role for him. I like him for sit-down interviews, like one-on-one things. Um, He's done a few of those in AEW. That's a really good role for him. To be like the host of the show, basically, would be a good spot. Yeah. Uh, So we kick things off with Orange Cassidy, who has Chuck Taylor and Trent Barreto ringside, taking on Ethan Page, who has Dan Lambert ringside. Lambert pointing out the rules. They don't have a manager's contract. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) best friends get sent to the back. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I think one thing that you've already skipped over here is Orange Cassidy got his indie theme music. Oh, dude, I love that. <laughs> it was so great. It's such it's a, so much of better. a song. It's so much better than his uh, two AEW themes he's had. Yeah, and it it builds up perfectly for him to come out and just get a huge pop, and the pop he got was enormous on Dynamite. He's on, oh, go on. He is on another level right now, uh, I, Orange Cassidy. I can't remember which WrestleMania it was, but um, whichever one when I said, I didn't know about this guy with his hands in his fucking pockets, and by the end of the weekend, I'm like, please somebody sign this guy. <laughs> because I remember yeah. he... Go on. It was, it was 2019. Okay. So it I, was Mania 35 weekend. Oh, the one before we did the podcast, that's right. Um, yeah. Because he was IWTV champ at the time, and he's carrying it around in a backpack, like a drawstring bag on his back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, give this guy the TNT title. Give him the Ring of Honor TV title for a while. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, why <laughs> not? Pure title by some fluke and just have him carried around in like a AEW drawstring bag or... If it's the Ring of Honor title, give him a ROH drawstring bag. Do you think there's any way at all you can turn this guy heel? Hmm. Not in his current persona, I don't think so. I think he'd have to change from this um slob to be a lot more technical going, I don't care about you fans anymore. And he's wrestling a lot more like a, a Robbie Eagles, a Will Ospreay type. Yeah, 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 probably just don't ever do it. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, So Orange Cassidy manages to get the win there. Uh, The next 
uh, segment sees Luchasaurus uh, sees Christian Cage out on the rampway to talk to Tony Schiavone about an upcoming match that he has with his opponent already in the ring, so Pentico. But it's not for Christian Cage. It's for his new partner, Luchasaurus. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kanosaurus here. He's got his new theme music that sounds like a ripoff of Kane's theme. He's got the flames everywhere. Looks He's got like the dark a monster. mask instead of the green mask. Yeah, he looks like, like a monster. Gray. Yeah. It's uh, so good. It's such a good look. And fucking Christian Cage looks like such like like every like evil villain in a Bond movie and he's like, here's my odd job to fight you. Here's yeah. Jaws to fight you. And I'm just going to sit back in my black turtleneck and laugh maniacally. We do need more more odd jobs. Uh, I love because <laughs> AEW does, you know, the graphics and it's got the records there and it like has a little um, description on, at the top. It might say, uh, member of the Dark Order. Uh, third year with... Uh, AEW making their dynamite debut, stuff like that. So Pentico's reads because I sent a photo to Alex, posted his first 2020 singles win eight days ago on AEW Dark. And then yeah. it says Dark as Tuesdays at seven Eastern on YouTube. His <laughs> AEW record. Uh, have a guess off the top of your head. It's just shy of a hundred matches. Yeah, I think it was so, like 13 and 80 something. Wow, you have a good memory. 13, 83. <laughs> 13 oh, wins, 83 losses. Oh, poor Serpentico. <laughs> With uh, Luchasaurus making quick work under a minute here. From there, the next match was uh, Max Caster and the Gun Club, Austin and Colton Gunn challenging Danhausen. So in their corner is. Anthony Bones, who's still in the wheelchair, and Billy Gunn. Dan Housen comes out with his team members, the new IWGP champions, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. This crowd went nuts for this team. So I've watched a, a fan footage thing on YouTube the other day. It was filmed after the taping of Dynamite and Rampage. It's like Dan Housen's in the ring and then Hook comes out. And then Danhausen says, oh, where were you earlier? I had to team with FTR Bald and FTR Hair. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, it's canon. Uh, yes, get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have to send you the clip later. Yeah, it's uh, so good. This match, really good match, uh, goes just shy of 10 minutes here with uh, Danhausen and FTR winning. Uh, in the post-match, there's sort of a, a falling out between the guns and uh, the acclaimed, where it seems Bowens is fine now all of a sudden, and yeah, Billy and pushes it, down one of his sons. Yeah, it seems like Billy's going to hang out with the acclaimed instead, which is great, because I just love Anthony Bowens just saying, scissor me, daddy-o, to Billy. Oh, it's yeah. so great. Um, it, it, I, I was thinking about this um, watching Rampage 2 because they come out Rampage. Bill, those two learning from Billy Gunn is great because Billy Gunn with Road Dog would do the exact same gimmick down to the ring. Yeah. For their entrance. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it makes perfect, perfect sense that he's uh, their mentor. Uh, speaking yeah. about mentors, um, 
is Jake sick, Jake the Snake, or was um, Lance Archer just sort of going solo for the Suzuki gun stuff over the last month? So from what I've heard, Jake has had a couple of health issues lately. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. Uh, he's not, like, in critical condition or anything. He's, it's just better for him to stay at home at the moment. Yeah. So uh, tension there between uh, the sons of the sons of a gun and uh, Billy Gunn. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> guns, the... the guns of anarchy. Yeah. Um... Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, next was the TBS Championship. Gay Car- Jade Cargill. Yes, I'm having a bit of a night. With Kira Hogan and Stokely Hathaway. Red Velvet is injured at the moment, I believe. Yeah, and yeah, it seems like they're recruiting new people for the baddie section, and I have a suggestion later. Okay, so they're facing uh, the person who's... Amp- answered this open challenge, Layla Gray, and, uh, you know, Jade makes quick work of her. Afterwards, Kira and Jade are beating on Layla Gray, and who should come down? Uh, Ruby. No, not Ruby. Ruby. Yeah, Ruby comes down and Athena. It was uh, Tony and Athena, wasn't it? Oh, no. No, it was someone else and Athena. Fuck. <laughs> We're getting all confused. Yeah, uh, fuck. It was um, Statlander and Athena. Yes. Because um, I've got the Rampage uh, match yeah. here open with Tony. Um, now, you know, they're sort of trying to beat off Jade and Kira, but then Layla Gray teams up and uh, sort of helps the baddies here and offers her hand to Stokely, and Jade just sort of pushes it away, not uh, shaking the hand. Yeah. Yeah, interesting little touch here. Um, Who would you like to see join the baddies section? I was thinking it is sort of hard for me to think off the top of your head now you've put me on the spot. Um, Do you have someone off the top of your head? Sunny Kiss. That's a, yeah, where has Sunny been? Been on dark every week. Should have had Sunny on TV for Pride Month. I don't know why they didn't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's like I don't think Nyla Rose wrestled a match on TV during Pride Month. Um, <laughs> no, she was more of a, an enforcer. Uh, yeah. As I look here. Uh, ta, ta. I mean, uh, no, no. I mean, I think Sunny Kiss would be perfect for this, and I would love to see more of Sunny Kiss on TV. Sunny Kiss also wrestles in the men's division. Yeah, so you can yeah. sort of branch out. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at this roster now. The only one that um springs to mind is oh, what's her name was like the number one contender to the Ring of Honor title. Um, oh, happy bubbly personality. Um, no idea what you're talking about. Um, damn it, I can't remember her name. 
Number one contender for the Ring of Honor title when? Uh, she faced Mercedes Martinez at Supercard of Honor. Uh, Willow something? Yes, Willow. If you're going to turn Willow. Willow! Um, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Just because like, the bunny's doing her own thing, Britt Baker's got her own team. Yeah, it's like um, Julia Hart's doing her own thing. It's sort of, yeah, it's not really a lot of people you could go to right now, at least those who are assigned. Uh, Anything else here before we get to Blood and Guts? No, no. um, I thought this was all fairly solid. I thought the undercard stuff here was great on this show. I loved everything. Lots of storyline development. Yeah, and the crowd absolutely loved. loved this all of crowd it. was so fucking hot. It was impossible to hate this show just because of the energy of the crowd. Yeah, exactly. So we get to blood and guts. It is Team Jericho Appreciation Society, Angelo Parker, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, Jake Haker, Matt Menard, Sammy Guevara, Guevara and ringside is Tay Conti. Taking on Team uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, Willa Yuta, along with Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Santana, and William Regal is joining commentary. Um, so this is a six-on-six match. Have they ever done six-on-six uh, going back to NWA WCW war games? No, no. I think the most they've done was five-on-five. Yeah, I think this was good because uh, you have Jericho here with the man advantage, which does make uh, sense, the heel getting the man advantage. Who knew? Yeah. That's how you're supposed to book war games. <laughs> Fucking NXT. Um, <laughs> so, yes, for those unfamiliar, it is two rings side by side. Big cage comes down. This has a roof on it. I like that idea. You are trapped in there. Um. Now, uh, because you'll have a lot is more a, as is a, a loose a... term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you'll have a better memory of what's going on here and there. Anything you want to bring up straight away? Um, just starting off with Claudio and Sammy Guevara was such a good call. Uh, this match, uh, I loved it. I loved it. I just. There's, I'm just so 50-50 on War Games matches because it's pretty much like uh, nothing you're seeing matters until the last person enters the ring. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing I don't really like about War Games matches. It's like, oh, you can just tune in for the last 10 minutes of it. It's like an Iron Man match. You don't need to see the full thing. I disagree with an Iron Man match, if you book it properly, you can make it compelling throughout. Yeah. Well, I mean, what would you really miss if you only just watched the last 10 minutes of Brett versus Sean? Yeah, of course you'd pick the only one that had nothing going on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to, while we're on the topic that I just quickly put us on, um, I just want to throw this out there. Most overrated match of all time. 
Brett versus Sean. Um, the Iron Man match, Brett versus Sean. The fucking Montreal match was better until the finish. <laughs> Actually, the finish didn't really hurt it. But yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd probably be up there with one of them. I'd have to really sit down and think if I was going to yeah. be like top five. Like, if you're going to just be like, oh, I want to watch one of my favorite matches of all time, you're going to pick a 20-minute match. You're not going to sit there and be like, oh, I want to watch a whole hour that means nothing and then an extra five minutes that actually means something. That's my biggest issue with that Iron Man match was they went into overtime the first time they ever did it and then they never did another overtime again. Like, there has been draws since. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like... I don't... It, it's like my problem with the canon of, like, oh, Batista and Cena went over the ropes at the exact same time, so let's restart with those two. When in 1994, you had two people fall over at the same time, and you had co-winners. But, yeah. Um, I got completely off topic there. I just wanted just wanted to get that shit off my chest. <laughs> Anything else other than the match sort of being uh, somewhat pointless until you get to, I guess, uh, the match after the yeah, second the, half. The match, the match beyond is what they used to call it in WCW. Yeah, which you I, I, you need, I love that name. You need a uh, another term for a. Uh, AEW. Yeah. Um, the match within the match. Um, anyway, I, I thought this was a really good showing for 2.0 in particular. <laughs> like, they were great in this. Yeah. Uh, popped huge for the Jake Hager, um, Claudio Castagnoli stare down, and then them both putting their hands over the hearts, and then the crowd chanting, We the people. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, the real Americans explode. We've been waiting for this for years. Since since Claudio won the Andre Battle Royal, this is all we wanted. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, actually, I was going to say both former world heavyweight champions, but Claudio's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. The fact um, that he isn't. They should probably just have him beat Gresham for the Ring of Honor title or something. I think that's maybe where they were heading. <laughs> yeah. Given uh, what you were saying about Tony Khan. Um, yeah. Now, who bleeds in this match, or maybe a better question yet, who doesn't? <laughs> I don't think Hager does. <laughs> no. Uh, he never does. I don't think Claudio does. Uh, that's just that real American skin. It's so strong. It's unbreakable. Um, <laughs> yes, let's have this guy from Switzerland be a real American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's nothing more American than a dude named Claudio. Um, anyway, uh, I don't think Jericho bled, did he? Uh, 
that's a good point. I couldn't tell if it was his blood or uh, Kingston's. Yeah, blood. there was there was a lot of that going on. Like, is it their blood or is it someone else's? Like, 2.0, like, their blade jobs were insane. Oh, fucking Mox again? Yeah. Yeah, he came out with the fucking bandage over his head and then, yeah, within seconds of being in the match, he's busted open again. He's just... He just loves that shit. He's the new Cody. He's the new New Jack. Like, remember, like... Wait, that... no, we've already got a new New Jack in uh, GCW. In AEW with Sting. Um... <laughs> MDK. <laughs> yeah, in That's... GCW, it's Nick Gage. But yep. in AEW, it's Sting because all he does is jump off a balcony. <laughs> Um, <laughs> would AEW call up call up Nick Gage for a blood and guts match? Oh man, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I actually I saw recently that Nick Gage is like kind of winding down, like he's about to retire. I think, which oh. is a shame, but. Um, there's no way his body is feeling good after all these years. Um, Someone get in touch with Joel Bateman. We need him to come to Deathmatch Down Under. Yes. Uh, Joel Bateman like won um, a Deathmatch Championship in America over the past week or so. Yeah, the guy's having a really good time over in North America. Yeah, he's uh, coming back this week, I heard from a good source. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. By the way, speaking of Gresham, he got taken off World Series Wrestling. Jonathan Gresham. Uh, was it Gresham that was on that? No, it was someone else. Hang on. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. I think they took him off of it. Why did they take... Is Cardona still listed then? Yep. He, he's coming, but he's just not wrestling. Like that year they had... um. Dick Penis, dude, dickhead, and um, Cody. And they were both booked for the show, but they were both injured. So oh, they did arm like wrestling and rock, some... paper, scissors, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, was cute at the time, but now it's... Yeah, so uh, due to last-minute commitments with AEW, Jonathan Gresham will no longer be able to tour Australia this coming week. However, we're in the process of securing another international talent to make his World Series wrestling debut at Phoenix Rising. And the, um, <laughs> actually, it's quite ironic. The, the shadow of the dude they posted looks suspiciously like Hammerstone from, ML, from MLW. <laughs> so... So there's uh, a... Are you going to these shows? No, but um, Jay Silver from the SmackDown podcast, my co-host there, he, he'll be there. Uh, he's getting some Matt Cardona things signed for me. Ah, good man. <laughs> As I yeah. look at this poster here, I see uh, Cardona, Joe Janela, Buddy Matthews, Johnny Gimmick name, uh, to Neil Dashwood, 
Yeah, you got to also remember Jonah was announced for this and got replaced by Buddy Matthews, which was probably a better replacement. But replacing Jonathan Gresham but with what appears to be Alex Hammerstone. Uh, Alex Zane? Uh, I'm just trying to point out Savvy Internationals here. Oh, Flip's coming. Yeah. And Brian Cage. Yeah, the flipping machines. Oh, boy. Uh, Pull up that that other thing they posted with the silhouette for the tour announcement. Oh, hang on. As I pull that up. Yes, WSW. I have mixed feelings about them. It's good that the Aussie wrestlers can get on this show and can get, you know. Yeah, click that. eh? Now, <laughs> that's clearly Hammerstone, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even try to hide it. Dark it out a bit more. Yeah, come on. But, um, yeah, I have mixed feelings about WSW. It's good that the uh, the local wrestlers can get a bit more work at a better price and a bit more international exposure in that. Yeah, but they just bring over internationals to job them all out. <laughs> yeah, and they have a history of uh, bringing over problematic people and then doing nothing about problematic people when people called out problematic people over two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Match Beyond begins. Now, here's my problem with Blood and Guts. We've had two matches so far. They locked the cage with the chain and the padlock. Both years, Chris Jericho has had either somebody on the outside or... No, he's had somebody on the outside both years, and that's how he's escaped. Yep. Like, hopefully next year they stay in the cage because there is stuff going on in the cage and you don't see it. Yeah. Go to picture and picture, have a smaller screen like down the bottom right so we can still see what's going on in the cage because... That's my lone criticism of this match. You don't see what happens once they leave the cage. It's like, what's that? There's 10 other guys in there? Fuck you. There was a couple of times they did a split screen, but they should have done that a bit more than what they did. Yeah. 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 Uh, Any closing thoughts here on Blood and Guts? Because if we list off everything, we'll be here all day. Loved, um, yeah, Eddie Kingston throwing Sammy off the cage. That was great. Um, obviously, I loved the finish of this match so much. Such a great finish. Uh, Claudio putting, um, I can't even remember. Who Matt he, Bernard? Yeah, into the sharpshooter. Whilst Eddie Kingston had Jericho in the stretch plum up. Off the on the top of the cage, and um, just before Jericho could tap out, Matt Menard tapped out, and Eddie thought he'd. Uh, and then Eddie got really angry at Claudio because Eddie wanted to make Jericho tap out. Yeah, such a great finish. I loved that. Yeah, I I really would like to see um where this goes and I think as you alluded to this is sort of leading to a split where Eddie and um, Proud and Powerful may face off against Blackpool Combat Club coming out of this yeah I think so too um, which 
I don't hate. No, it'd be great. It'd be awesome. I'm hoping that out of this feud with the Jericho Appreciation Society, Daniel Garcia goes, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll join you guys instead. <laughs> nah. It's weird seeing him on Strong, or at least it was like a month or two ago when Jericho Appreciation Society started. Yeah. So he's a heel on AEW, and then like the same night on Strong, he's this lovable North American baby face. Yeah. Yeah, because one's taped so far in advance. Uh, really good show. Yeah, just by line criticism, some of the camera work in uh, Blood and Guts and the fact they escape the cage again um, when they're supposed to stay in the cage. Other yeah. than that, really good match. Two thumbs up. Highly recommend. Yep. Did you make time to smack it down? I did, yes. In the shadows of Scottsdale, Arizona. You can move, but you can't touch. <laughs> uh, we have a battle royal. Why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was up with that? So it sees Drew McIntyre, Ezekiel, Madcap Moss, Omus, Riddle, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Sheamus, and The Miz lose to Happy Corbin. How many of these losers were in Money in the Bank the next night? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a and, fair few. And uh, was Corbin at all inserted into Money in the Bank for being the last man standing in this battle royal with so many in Money in the Bank? No. <laughs> Stupid. Pointless. Pointless match. Uh, a six-woman tag team match that saw Alexa Bliss, Oscar, and Liv Morgan face Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi uh, with Team Alexa... Oscar and Liv winning. A Money in the Bank qualifier that sees Madcap Moss. <laughs> hey, he was in action earlier tonight, defeating Ezekiel, who was also in the Battle Royal. Happy Corbin, who won the Battle Royal. And The Miz, who was also in the Battle Royal. <laughs> Fuck me, what was this SmackDown? Oh, dude, this sucked. Uh, it has been a formula of WWE for so long of Hey, we'll book a singles match. What's that? You're going to feud? You're in a tag team match in the main event, player. And if you argue about that, you go one-on-one with The Undertaker. (laughs) Like, this this felt like it added nothing to Saturday. That's, yeah, that's 100% because it is. (laughs) Yeah. It is Uh, nothing. Thumbs down, SmackDown. I've got nothing else to add. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, horrible, horrible. <laughs> fuck off. Like, I love Battle Royals, but, like, fuck off with the Battle Royals. Okay, speaking of Battle Royals. Oh, we got fuck. AEW <laughs> Rampage number 48, coming to you from Detroit, Michigan. Lil Caesars Arena, take the same night as Dynamite, Blood and Guts. So we still see the two singles two ring setup, uh, which leads to a Royal Rampage match. Now, Alex, you're familiar with World War Three in WCW Very. a little more than I am. Uh, Very familiar. Did, when they started those matches, did all competitors start in the ring at once? Yes. So this is my lone complaint about this uh, Royal Rampage match. It is essentially a 10-man battle royal in two rings, so 20 competitors. Yeah. But 
you can't be thrown into the other ring. You have to be uh, stay in your ring, and if you're thrown out of your ring, you're eliminated. Yeah, I would have liked yeah. this rather than a staggered entrance for everyone to start, and you do some of the entrances before you start the match. I, I didn't mind it. They were tr- trying to do something that hadn't been done before, and quite frankly, it hadn't. It was just kind of hard to keep up with, like, all right, who's going in next? Yeah, and got a bit confusing of which ring's the, the blue ring and which ring's the red ring. You're saying it on the graphic, but there's, like, no coloured flag on either ring to distinguish, to distinguish which one was blue and which one was red. And even in the split screen, it just had the standard split screen border around it, so you couldn't distinguish which was blue and which was red unless you were paying very close attention. Um, so in this match, it sees, and it doesn't have listed here as I'm reading uh, the participants, which is which ring. So it's just everyone here. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, John Silver, Rush, uh, Adam Page, Konsuke Takeshka. Yep. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, Penta Oscura, uh... Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Swerve Strickland, The Blade, The Butcher, Dustin Rhodes, Max Caster, Tony Nice, Dante Martin, and Matt Hardy, all of whom are eliminated uh, from their respective rings, relieving Brody Keaton in the left ring and Darby Allen in the right ring. And Darby bumps like a madman for Brody King, who wins this and gets a world title, I'm sorry, an interim title match against John Moxley this Wednesday on Dynamite. Yeah, this is fun. Um, I loved the spots with Hangman and Johnny Hungy. Where yeah. like, ha- Hangman pretended to eliminate Johnny Hungy and he was like, no, oh, just kidding. And then Johnny Hungy did the same thing to Hangman. Oh, it was great. I like um, Swerve comes out. He's in the, the right-hand ring for the hard camera. And then the very next entrance is Keith Lee, who's in the left-hand ring, and Swerve's leaning over the ropes, going to do the fist bump. Yeah. As Keith Lee's sort of thinking about, thinking about, then he goes to start to do it. He's jumped by Team Taz. um, um, Hobbs and Starks. Hobbs and Starks, thank you. (laughs) I'm having a night. Uh, Hobbs and Starks from behind, and he's uh, sort of been down before he can get the fist bump in. So sort of a bit of a bit more tension to go there. Don't yeah. know why you had to beat Doki. Stupid. <laughs> uh, number of seconds are ringside, but no seconds really get involved. We see Andrade and Jose out with Rush. Rush making his in-ring debut. Uh, Penta Oscuro has Alex Abrahante's ringside. We see the Bunny out for Butcher and Blade. We see Anthony Bowens and Billy Gunn out with Max Caster. Mark Sterling's out with Tony Nice. So, yeah, a number of seconds ringside. At one point, when Penta is thrown over the top rope, he has his mask removed. Uh, there's the uh, Shawn Michaels spot that Matt Hardy does. He's dangling on the outside, but gets back in. Yeah. Uh, like, it's good to see it once every now and again in a battle royal. And it was nice not having Dolph in a battle royal this week to see it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I really like this. I like this um this concept for a match type, uh, it is unique and you're going to have the two rings set up anyway for Rampage the next night, so it does entice people to stay around for Rampage. It is building off that 
WCW legacy that um, AEW sort of has become somewhat the spiritual successor of. You're doing war games. Hey, we've got two rings set up. Let's do a TV uh, World War Three inspired battle royal. Yeah. I really like this. Um, yeah, your thoughts on this match in particular, Alex, because you're more the, uh, the classic WCW fan than I am. I thought it was well done. Um, uh, indifferent about the staggered entrances. Um, hate the name. <laughs> like it's The Rampage just, Royale. The uh, Royal, Royal Rampage. The Royal Rampage. Um, it's just so fucking like, oh, what's the Royal Rumble doing in the Tony Khan zone? Oh, no, that's not the Royal Rumble. We now... He now likes to refer to himself as the Royal Rampage. It's like, oh, it's so gross. Um, come yeah. up with an original name. Call it World War fucking. Oh no, you can't say World War Two because that's a tragic event that actually happened. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Alex was asleep that day in history class, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. Uh, just call it World War Elite. <laughs> War of the World. Oh, no, that, that's World. World War. World War Elite is WWE. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, yeah, I, I thought I, I thought that was a good showing for Brody King. I think that was the right choice. He's a great first opponent for Moxley. It uh, doesn't really hurt Brody King to lose to Moxley. It sort of does him more of a favor to sort of get him seen against a star of the level of Moxley. It sort of helps him on the rise, which is great. Um, yeah, I have no issues with this at all. Yeah, I agree. Right decision. Uh, from there, we go to a AEW World Title Eliminator match. That means if the challengers win, they get a future championship match. So it is the champions, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, taking on Hoshimon, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto. Do you and notice they... on Dynamite they kept calling him Hiro- Hiroki, uh, what was it, Hiroki Goto? Yeah, I don't know if that was the Bucks um, being smart asses or if that was them just legitimately forgetting. Yeah, it, it felt... It felt like a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not like that they cut off uh, Godo's entrance. No. Uh, out comes Yoshihashi looking like he shut his pants <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cannot unsee. Yeah. It's just <laughs> that face he pulls. It's like, oh. I suppose I better keep going, but oh, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) God. Um, Really good match. Really good showing for Goto and Yoshihashi here. Um, Sad that they got the the loss here. I felt, you know what? The Bucks have sort of run through everyone in this division, either as champs or just as a heel team. Sure, give Bushimon the win here. Then they can lose... The championship match, you know, Bucks get their win back. They look good having a championship match. You can send them off to New Japan. I guess uh, yeah. they want to go home early for the G1. 
Yeah. Yeah, plus I don't want to say too much of these guys. <laughs> you leave Hiroki Goto alone. Okay. He has his two times of the year where he main, main events, and that's G1, and then Wrestle Kingdom he's normally in a high-profile match. Anyhow, main yeah, event was... I was more so talking about Yoshihashi myself. Um... <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. no. Oh. And it's done. Um, <laughs> main event was Tony Storm versus Nyla Rose, who had uh, Marina Shafir ringside. This was a fine match. Um, nothing really to to go back and really check out. Um, I feel that's sort of the way Tony's last two TV matches have gone. She's sort of, you know, it's a good match, but it's not really that uh, that level where you need to see this match. <laughs> No, no. Um, yeah, I thought I thought this was a fine addition of Rampage. It it um opened really well with that Royal Rampage, which took up a lot of the show. The Bucks and um Chaos had a a good tag team match, and um the main event was what it was a ten minute women's match. Uh, good promo in here. Um, saw the halfway point of the show. Uh, Jonathan Gresham talking. You may not know who I am yet, but you will. I'm one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. I'm Ring of Honor champion. Next week in this tag match, I'm going to prove why. So, yeah, talking up uh, his tag match coming up against uh, Tully Blanche's two guys next week on Rampage. Yeah. Uh, from there, I, I, I say thumbs up for Rampage. I still enjoyed that, that two-ring battle royal. Yeah. I think. Give it next year. You don't do the staggered entrances. You just start everyone off. You do the old World War Three thing. You split the screens for most of the match. You know you can zoom in for parts or yeah, okay. But um, that's what World War Three used to do, wasn't it? They'd show the two rings side by side for a lot of the uh, the match, and they'd zoom three, in on a three spot. rings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that they like split up the screen into like three parts. Yeah. Um yeah. I think with a little tweaking it can really work. I, I really enjoyed it and as somebody who's seen one or two World War Three matches, I think that uh is it's something sort of uh lacking in the wrestling landscape that can be a, a good novelty match. Like I love WCW but um the World War Three matches were never anything <laughs> to write home about anyway. It's what about so much one... going on. Three about, rings, 60 people, like, yeah. What about the one with a giant in each ring? Oh, fuck, that was gross. Yeah, Wasn't it, it um, the giant, and then it's um, John G- Gonzalez? Nah, and it, nah, it wasn't him. It was uh, Haystacks, I think. <laughs> and Hogan's one of the giants, isn't he? No, I can't remember, man. Uh, uh, what it was an it was another heel, but okay, yeah. I'd have to. I remember there's one that's supposed to have a giant in each ring, and it's like two big men and like somebody who's not that much bigger than the rest of the roster. Yeah. Uh, so we kick off Bunny in the Bank. Did you watch the pre-show? Because I did not. Uh, I did not either. Uh, thank God. <laughs> What happened on the pre-show? Any matches? I don't think so. I don't think Good. they do matches on the pre-show anymore when they probably should. 
yeah. So this coming to you from uh, the MGM Grand Arena, most famous for running a lot of the UFC events in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Technically paradise because it's a different city within the city, which is how they have all the gambling laws there. Anyhow, <laughs> opens with the women's main in the bank qualifier match that sees Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Becky Lynch, uh, Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Shotzi all competing for this opportunity. Had you asked me who was going to win, I would not have said this person given the last pay per view. I would have said, Everybody else in this match before this person. <laughs> and the winner is Liv Morgan. Yep. I mean, good for Liv. I would have I would have put this on Shotzi. I would have put this on Lacey. I would have put this on Raquel before I put on Liv. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um it was quite the choice. But uh, you know what? The crowd was into it. Uh, Shotzi looked horrible in this match, by the way. She was just botching every other spot. Yeah, yeah. It was not a good, good showing for Tank Girl. Um, it was, <laughs> a, it was Tank a Girl. <laughs> it was a fine women's Money in the Bank match, but this wasn't an all-time. You've got to go and see this because of this crazy spot. No. Uh, from there, United States Championship match of Theory, the champion, versus Bobby Lashley. And this is a classic sort of Tom and Jerry storytelling of a little man trying to outrun the big man, but the big man's yeah. a good guy, and the big man catches the little guy and beats the ever-living piss out of the little guy and wins, and Bobby Lashley is your new U.S. champion. That's fine. The problem is the play. <laughs> They're, like, booking Austin Theory like he's a little man, but they've also, like, had, like, the entire build-up to this feud has been, like, Austin Theory, like, challenging Bobby Lashley to pose downs and, like, the commentators talking about how muscular and defined, like, Austin Theory is. And then he gets in the ring with Lashley and he just looks like a midget. So, like, I don't know. Austin Theory... He fucking sucks, man. He's, yeah. not, he's not good. You know why he's in the position he is. Hang on one moment. <clears throat> wow, Fairy, you're such a tease. You found my egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a very narcissus. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, now I realize why Vince loves those segments. <laughs> Look at the size of that. Look at the beef. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, from there, we go to Raw Women's Championship match of Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Was this a great match? No. No. <laughs> so um, far, this was wanna, kind of... I just, wanna, I just want to point out something about Bianca Belair and yeah. about how... She's been fucking gimmick infringing the shit out of Matt Cardona lately. Like, the whole build-up to this feud was Bianca Belair backstage doing an interview saying, like, oh, will I be ready for Carmella? I'm always ready. And that's just, like, the whole premise of this is Bianca talking about how she's always ready. 
That's fucking right. Matt Car- That's Matt Cardona's fucking gimmick. And then what does Bianca Belair do for the pay-per-view? Comes out with purple gear, with purple long tights, but one tights long, the other tights short. Rocking the whole fucking Zack Ryder 2009 fucking tights, the one-legged tights. Like, come on, Bianca Belair, get who's your own the, gimmick. Who's the most senior wrestler on the WWE roster right now? Yeah, Randy. Randy. <laughs> My friend, Randy. Randy. Uh, I guess Edge. Okay. Well, somebody needs to uh, ring up Matt Cardona and hold a session of Wrestler's Court. Yeah. And I'm not talking the one that DX had because that is god-awful. Under the ring, man. <laughs> oh, fucking DX. Fair fucking 2006 run and fucking horns. Um, that is just, yeah. Another thing of why did this make it to air in the year that it did? Anyhow, yep. Bianca Belair versus Carmella. About as good as you expected. Still horrible. <laughs> yep. So, uh, three matches in. You know, we've had a, an all right women's match. We've had an all right money, uh, sorry, all right uh, women's money in the bank match, an all right US title match, and a terrible Raw Women's Championship match. Yeah. Uh, we go to the unified Raw SmackDown WWE Championship tag title match. Uh, the Usos. Unified Chance versus the Street Profits and a build-up that has felt god too long that's only been about four weeks. How did this occur? Yeah. Yeah. These guys have been feuding for like a year, though. On and off, yes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, they have. It was like around SummerSlam last year. Um, yeah, it's just... It's so tiresome. I'm so over it. But this match ruled. Yeah, this match, this match fucking ruled. This match for me was match of the night. This was the one thing that I felt was worthy of watching this premium live event. Actually, speaking of premium live events, we haven't even touched on this and we're halfway through the show. Alex, how did you watch this event? Oh, yeah, I watched it on Fox 8. And uh, how was that? Did you get commercial breaks when they would uh, throw, uh, like, to the next match where they usually go to a highlights package or anything? Yeah, that's why I watched it on Fox 8. I'd rather the commercials than, like, five minutes of here's the complete history of Bobby Lashley. (laughs) Yeah, at one point there was the complete history of Kevin Owens, and I'm going, you know, this is good. If but it I was think, on the fucking show. <laughs> why are we hyping up Kevin Owens when he's not on the show? <laughs> like, I get if you were placing this before, like, the main event and he's in a world title match. You go, oh, yeah, this guy must be pretty important. But, uh, nope. Um, so, yeah, I watched this on the network so we could uh, talk about this. Uh, how did it feel watching on Fox A? Um. Uh, yeah, exactly the same, to be honest. So um, there'd be... It was so fine. Be, I guess the best comparison is because we both have pay TV. Uh, it'd be like watching the AFL on Channel 7 versus watching the AFL on Fox uh, Fox 40, where yeah. after a goal it goes to ad, unless you're on Fox 40, and it goes to, like, 
highlights and the commentators still talking. I suppose for our international listeners, like watching AEW on Tantan TBS versus watching it on Fight Plus. Yeah. No, this was perfectly fine. And apparently they're doing it for SummerSlam as well. So I suppose we should uh, touch on this as well. Our friends in the North have, uh, I suppose in the Great White North, I should say, (laughs) have uh, WWE Network on, I believe it's Rogers. Yeah. And they have for a while. Our friends in uh in the United States have it now on Peacock and they have for a few months. Yeah. Is this a sign of uh WWE network coming to Foxtel? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not exactly sure what any of this means, but yeah, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, it means at the moment you can cut the cord to <laughs> WWE network. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really watched anything on WWE Network lately other than the premium live events. And, uh, <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, it is, it will be interesting to see if they're planning on uh, changing to a WWE Network on this uh, cable provider in this country sort of thing around the world now rather than your $10 a month yeah. for the network, which is going to be a huge pain in the ass for people like us who have Foxtel go. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So we'll see, uh, see how that develops. Uh, so after the tag team match came the SmackDown women's title match of Ronda Rousey versus Natalia. Ronda wearing her gear with the first letter on her uh, rowdy uh, top is either like a black or a dark shade of grey or a dark shade of purple and you can't read it. So yeah, it it's like, like a dark purple. <laughs> it looks like it says Audi. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, you got an impact, are you? You changed your last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this match was all right. It's it was natty. It's Natty and Rhonda trying to have a match where Natty's trying to be the ring general, but in this day and age, Natty's a bit older and not as, um, I suppose, compared to some of the people like Bianca Belair, uh, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, that is not going to be as quick and as um, high-flying and as fast-paced as some of those newer women. And it's Ronda Rousey. (laughs) No, no, and that's my point. She never was. She was never good. When Natty came in, she was like, the woman graduate from the heart dungeon and, you know, all this and that. And the pace that the women had to work in that day and age was pretty much bikini contest. And you've got two minutes go. AJ Lee talked about the women champions having like two minutes in a match and not defending the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like Natty showed up at a time where every woman was doing like dragging by the hair and X factors. (laughs) Because that was like the generic Divas moveset. It was like a hair pull and an X Factor. And Natty came in and she was like the one female wrestler that knew how to do a wrist lock. (laughs) So it was like, holy fuck, she's awesome. But then as (laughs) everyone else around her like started to progress or they went away and people came up that actually knew how to wrestle, it was like, 
oh no, you weren't that good to begin with, were you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we see at one point, and I did take note of this, Rousey tries for a sharpshooter on Natty and the commentators don't bring up the screw job. They bring up Shades. Uh, I believe Pat's on commentary and he does this wonderfully and subtly. Oh, this would be heartbreak for Natalia to tap out here to the sharpshooter. Oh. Like, yes, I get what they're referencing, but they didn't hit us over the head with it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, I'm good. happy to never talk about the screw job ever again. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things in wrestling that's been done to death. Yeah, it's the same as, oh, let's talk about the Monday Night Wars. It's like, oh, it's all been said, man. <laughs> it, and most of it's all just told from WWE's perspective. They ran their company stupid. They could not compete with us. It's like, they yeah. beat you for 83 weeks in the ratings and they had red-hot crowds in sold-out cities. You yep. fucking idiots. And you talk about your tank that's a Jeep with a bit of PVC pipe spray-painted dark on it. Yeah, it wasn't a fucking tank. It wasn't a tank, you fucks. Yes. Uh, So this match goes 12 minutes. It felt that it went longer than it should have. Uh, At points, both women are sort of worn over various body parts. Like, Rondi, like, um, has, like, a sore knee. (laughs) Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she ends up getting the win here over Natalia in 12.32. And, you know, Natalia's rolled out of the ring. Ronda's sort of there, slumped in the corner with her title belt just over her. And Liv's music hits, and Liv sprints down to the ring, throws the briefcase at the ref. She's cashing in. She's waiting for Ronda to get up. You know, he's going, come on, come on. The bell rings, and Ronda does the smart thing. She sort of sidesteps and picks Liv's ankle when Liv goes for a big kick. And I'm thinking, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna let like one of my limbs hang out in front of Ronda fucking Rousey. <laughs> Come on, man. Um yeah. so what I loved about this cash in was when Liv's music hit and they zoomed in on Ronda Rousey and she just goes, Shit <laughs> as soon as Liv's music hit. You can't hear her, but you can see her mouth the words. The word shit. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Um, and this was like brilliant. This is a good cash in. There's somebody in the crowd. I don't know how many people believed in Liv given her current booking. Yeah. <laughs> of her teaming with Finn Balor and then Finn just abandoning, <laughs> abandoning her to take Edge's place. <laughs> Still so stupid. Live here somehow pins Rhonda and she wins. Yeah, One, two, this three. was a good moment. Um, and Rhonda like gives her the title belt and gives her a hug and all that. And yeah, it was good. Part uh, the torch moment. Yeah, any time you can take the belt off Rhonda Rousey and put it on someone that isn't Charlotte is a plus. Um, so Where yeah, is Charlotte they, lately? Well, she got married to Andrade, and then, like, I guess she took a bit of time off. But, like, Andrade's back at it. Do you think we see Charlotte 
ringside for escorting her father down for his last match no uh, way. in a few weeks' time. No way. Uh, maybe. Maybe, like, WWE. Like, WWE let AJ go to Impact. So, oh, well, show up on Impact. Yeah. In a video. So, why not? They They should let her, but... Actually, why the fuck isn't Andrade the opponent? <laughs> I well, we don't know who it is yet. Yeah, uh, it feels like it should be Andrade now that I think about it. Yeah. Um. So I didn't bring this up because we did get sidetracked talking about the uh the Foxtel versus WWE Network viewing experience. They play a replay here of the Street Profits being pinned by the Uzos, one and done. And you can yeah. clearly see the ref is our position, but I believe it's Montez Ford's like, uh, right shoulder is clearly off the map because one of the Uzos has reached around to hook it tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what's going to come out of that. Um, I think it's on... just to set up another rematch. Yeah. Uh, it'll be fine. It it was the best match on the show, and if we get another one, I won't be disappointed. Yeah, uh, sure. So, all that being said, it is time for your men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Yay. Yeah. Not... So we see Drew McIntyre, Madcap Moss, yeah. Omos, <laughs> Riddle, yeah. <laughs> Sammy Zayn, hey, who comes out in a bloodline T-shirt saying if he wins, he won't catch it in while Roman's champ. Yeah, it's great. Seth Rollins, yay, and Sheamus with Butch and Dutch Ridge, Ridge Holland. Yes, Dutch. Holland, not Dutch. <laughs> Dutch, Dutch and Butch. <laughs> I'm thinking Dutch because of Holland. Um, yeah. But they go to the back and, you know, they, they'll come out later. But before that, you know, everyone's in the ring. The music stopped playing. And they're sort of looking up and just waiting for the bell to ring. And then out comes Adam Pierce. We don't like abusing our power. But, you know, this man deserves to be in that match. Very. In you go. <laughs> yeah, get fucked. I was like, I like that you're having qualifying matches for shit. That's good. It means I should care about these qualifying matches. Here you go. (laughs) Why? Why? And Corbin won a battle royal and lost his last chance eliminator, but he won that battle royal. Why isn't he taking this spot? Fuck. Yeah. It, because it is... fuck you, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So we've already seen the women's money in the bank cashed in. Roman's not here tonight, so whoever wins this will hold on to this briefcase for at least 24 hours. Making yep. them, by default, the longest reigning money in the bank holder this year. That's another um, point I want to point out since we have had a, um, a men's and a women's money in the bank. WWE since Carmella have been very quick to cash in these women's briefcases. Yep. I I don't know why. 
yeah, it's it's odd. It's odd. It's almost like they just want to hurry up and get it over with. Yeah. Um, do you remember who won the women's one last year? Yeah, Nikki A.S.H. Oh, God. Oh, God, that's right. Oh, man, I forgot all about that. Yeah, oh. I think she cashed in the next night or, like, a week later or something. Um, cash in. Carmella, then Alexa, who cashed in a few months, uh, cashed in against Nia Jackson on the Rousey. Bailey... Uh, then Nikki A.S.H., then Liv Morgan. Yeah, oh, they don't they have ha- Oscars one listed in here. How long did they each have them for? Did anyone have them for more than, like, a month? Other than Carmella? Yeah. I mean, Bliss cashed in money in the bank. Bailey cashed in money in the bank. Uh, if that's May or June, that's shortly after in July on Raw. And lives was money in the bank. Fuck, yeah. that's free. Free of the women's ones have been Same a money in the bank. Yeah, yeah. And you look at the the men's last few. Uh, Corbin lost. Braun Strowman was a no contest. That hell in the cell. The Foley rule was a no contest before the Seth Rollins fiend hell in a cell. Yeah. Uh, Brock won after entering himself into the Money in the Bank match. Oh, God, I forgot about that, too. Uh, held on to it until July. The Miz won off Otis after he won. Yeah, remember when we were going to do something with Otis? <laughs> oh, uh, Miz, Miz held on to it until February, cashing in on Drew McIntyre. And Big E last year holding on until September. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. They they have a habit, especially the last few years, cashing in one within two to three weeks, even that night. Yeah. And the Oscar one was the next night, technically, because her money in the bank was for uh, Becky's championship because Becky won on maternity leave. And now that Becky's come back, she's in a never-ending feud with Oscar. Yeah. Dear God. Um, and the men's has sort of been gone quick. The only one that sort of stuck around was the Otis one that ended up having nothing happen, and Miz cashed it in within a month after he got off Otis. Oh, it was like three or four months later. What, Miz cashed it? Yeah. No, because he cashed it before WrestleMania. Yeah. He, he won it in February. No, he didn't. Oh, no, no, he won it, yeah. He yeah, won it in true. like... November or December, I think. Yeah, and then yeah. he cashed it February. You're right, you're right. Yeah. So we see uh, the Money in the Bank match, yes, Fury gets entered late. Everyone's like, why? So early on in the match, they sort of try to go after Fury, who spills out on the floor, and Omos is just in the ring laying out people. It's your basic Money in the Bank ladder match, car crash, few people roll in, do a spot, get hurt, roll out, next person rolls in, hits them. Anything of a note that stood out to you? No. I thought this match sucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a real generic ladder match that, I don't know, by the end of this night, it was like, 
They should have just fucking main evented with Ronda and Natalia and let Liv Morgan have a moment to end the show. Yeah. Um, this felt like a freaking a lame duck sort of um, match going into it. And I was like, you know what? We've got uh, Riddle there who can go, Zane who can go, Rollins who can go, Sheamus who can go, excuse me, uh, McIntyre who can go. And you've got Moss and Omos who are in there who are two sort of newer guys. You know what? I think we'll have a pretty capable money in the bank. And yeah. Theory gets injected and it's just like, let all the air out the arena as well. And the arena just sort of sat on their hands for this match. They went up at points when somebody would fall off a ladder, but it sort of it sort of uh, burst the crowd. It just let all the air out of the arena. Yeah. And it sucked. And Theory wins, and he takes his stupid selfie, and fuck me, can we go? <laughs> this pay-per-view sucked balls. Thumbs down. Go check out the Usos match. Go check out Liv's cash-in. Anything else, avoid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we had that weird vignette that was clearly teasing Edge, by the way. Oh, with uh, at one point, there's the um, Hardy's armband. There's the Dudley Boy glasses. There's, like, a license plate that says Latino Heat on it. There's yep. Kurt Angle's gold medals. It's... Clearly just edges coming back to feud with Finn. Um, sure, why not? Um, the amount of Why are we doing I... a vignette for this after he left like two weeks ago? Yeah, the fact... <laughs> Did you see like Twitter just being like, oh my God, the Fiend is coming back. It's like, oh no! yeah. How the fuck did you get the Fiend out of that? And then there was other people who was like, Oh, I saw gold medals, so it's obviously Gable Steveson. Who? The fucking gold medal guy. Oh, the signed. dude they signed at WrestleMania who hasn't been anywhere, like, really since. No. Oh. Yeah, that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, everyone's like, oh, it's The Fiend or it's Gable Steveson. <laughs> what? What? How is either <laughs> of those two connected to the Hardy? Oh, I suppose the Fiend is through Broken Matt. But I Eddie guess. And, and the Dudleys and Angle? Like, how do you see gold medals and be like, oh, the Fiend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it was entirely because everything else around it was somewhat spooky. So they're like, oh, it's Bray Wyatt. But then, like, there's the people on the other end of the spectrum that saw gold medals, and that was it. And it's like, oh, it's Gable Stevenson, his debuting. Like, no, it's fucking Edge. Don't be stupid. This was... Like, there was even scenes in it that looked like Edge's initial debut vignette, where he's, like, running through the subway and, like, all that sort of shit. It was shot also with that sort of red filter, if you remember one of Edge's old um, Titantron videos to the yeah, You w- Think which You Know was, Me. Which was from his um, debut vignettes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, it looked like that. So I was like, yeah, it's obviously Edge, but fucking Bray Wyatt was trending because of this. 
Bray Wyatt always trends whenever anything happens in wrestling. People oh. seem to forget that Bray Wyatt, like, well, The Fiend sucked. Yeah. The Fiend sucked. He had one good match, and that was against John Cena, and it wasn't a match. Um, oh, the um, WrestleMania Funhouse. Fun yes. Yeah. Uh, that was the best fucking thing ever. It almost made the pandemic worth it. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, this this premium live event, I'm over it, man. The fact that this was originally meant to be in a stadium. <laughs> fuck me, I forgot about that point. Like, oh, fuck, man. I, I guess it probably would have felt worth it. Like, I feel like if this was in the stadium, we probably would have gotten a Roman Reigns match. Cody Rhodes probably wouldn't have been injured. Money in the bank. He probably would have won it. Um, yeah. yeah, but but yeah, a whole heap of shit went against him. They put it in a smaller arena and they basically told us you shouldn't have wasted your time watching this shit. Yeah, this sucked. This was not worth anything. Yeah, one beer. One beer. <laughs> Yeah, one beer for the, the Uso Street Profits who, like so many tag teams, they just have great chemistry together. And Liv's cash-in, it's a cash-in. It's done well. She goes, oh, shit, I fucked up, I fucked up, I fucked up. No, no, <laughs> let me yeah. get to the ropes. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I, th- I would have thought it was fucking hilarious if she just tapped out. <laughs> it would have been so funny. <laughs> yes, the... the cr- uh, the, the evil side of me wanted that. Um, yeah, this this sucked. Uh, it was worth Alex's Foxtel Go Now subscription thing. Um, TV champ of the week for you. Uh, I'm going to give it to... Fuck, you go first. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it to somebody, you know, he's not really appreciated around here as much as he should be, and he deserves a lot more respect. Yoshihashi, come on down. Well, fuck you. My TV <laughs> champ of the week is Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I just, I, I don't even like her, but I know you hate her. So she's my TV champ of the week. My real pick is Claudio, but still, Ronda <laughs> Rousey. But she wore purple, and purple's my favourite colour. I'm surprised you didn't say Johnny Hungry, given the Dark Order. No, no, because you don't hate him. <laughs> <laughs> that made bad. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, uh, Alex, where can the good humans find you and learn more about the SmackDown podcast? Uh, you can find the SmackDown podcast uh, on Twitter at Sid underscore pod. Just search up SmackDown podcast wherever you find your... Fucking podcast, fuck. <laughs> I almost stumbled over my words. Shit, just fucking find it, would you? No, you're all right. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStar with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Ozstar. And you can find my effervescent co host, Chris, at. Uh, I'm Chris Funder on Twitch. Come tell me why Yoshihashi. 
is greater than Ronda Rousey. Okay. <laughs> no takers? Fine. He just wins by default, though. Screw you, Ronnie. How many Fast and Furious movies was Yoshihashi in, bitch? Tokyo Drift, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. Don't cancel him. The Asian guy allowed it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if you're having a Fast and Furious movie and you know, he's you need extras, yeah. Yeah, That's, he's more likely. Um, anyway, but you no. can get... <laughs> I should actually look up if Yoshihashi has any acting credits now just for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you can come watch me game on Twitch. Currently, Thursdays and Fridays, 8pm Australian East Daylight Time, playing some Persona 5 Royale or Fall Guys. You Do can it. go back list. Yes. What? You can go watch back it. list. It's good. Is <laughs> good. Is Don. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You can uh, go listen to the Wrestling All-Star Archives for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Weekly Wrestling Wrap. Uh, no, we don't do that anymore because my computer broke. <laughs> or using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast choice cleaning up. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Damn bad Yoshi Hashi. He looks like he did a poo in his pants. I don't give a damn about Yoshi Hashi. Uh, you got five minutes? Uh, I've probably got like two because Eliza just got home. Okay. What's up, Quick dude? talk of Spider-Man. No way home. Oh, oh, yeah, let's have this chat. I forgot about this. Yeah, let's talk about this shit. Yeah. Um, you're a big Marvel fan. I'm sort of a Marvel fan. So before I went and watched uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, I watched the other two Spider-Man movies. 
to yeah. sort of see where the MCU is up to. And I found out watching these two films, Spider-Man is not a coherent trilogy. <laughs> no, it isn't. You cannot watch bits and pieces of the MCU. You miss large chunks. It's like wrestling. You must watch everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a, a rough idea of where everything was going into this. Um, I'm assuming you watch everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to know what I popped for most in this movie? Uh, tell me. You know, it's not seeing the other Spider-Man. It's not seeing, you know, Doc Ock or the Sandman or any of the other villains. The Sandman, you say? Uh... <laughs> I don't know his name. The Sandman? The Sand Guy. Oh, I oh. thought you meant the B-swilling and cane-swinging hardcore icon. No. It wasn't even... <laughs> that would be quite the cameo. It wasn't even <laughs> William Defoe as Green Goblin. No. It was Ned in his house and his Lola walks in. <laughs> Oh, man, it hit me right in the feels, dude. This this was probably the most accurate movie I've ever seen in my life, just because of that scene. Yeah, so I remember growing up and, like, going around to your place and saying hello, and then your Lola, who's a very nice lady, would say something, and uh, Philippines, and Filipino? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Tagalog... <laughs> is the proper thing, but everyone just calls it Filipino. And I'd have no idea what she was saying, and Alex would <laughs> stand there and sort of translate it to me, and I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that she's like, oh, while you're up there, can you cl clean the cobweb off the roof? It was <laughs> such a Lola move. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you go to the cinema to watch this one or not nah i watched this one at home yeah anyway that's what i really want to talk to you about now that you've seen it i can talk to you about so that's good uh yeah um f fucking awesome movie though it was so much fun um yeah. i loved it uh getting to see like toby mcguire come back was great but andrew garfield stole the fucking show man he was so good yes i i want to say when they do the next Spider-Man, maybe Brentroff bring in a, a Miles Morales, a Spider-Gwen. Yeah, I would love a Spider-Gwen. I would love Miles. Um, there was, like, a scene where, like, Jamie Foxx says to someone, like, oh, why isn't there a black Spider-Man? Basically saying, wink, wink, people watching, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But no, I, I thought it was a, a good movie. Um, oh, amazing. Uh, th this new phase of the MCU, it's slow building, but man, uh, when you get a chance, now that it's on Disney+, Plus, watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Oh, goodness. All right, humans, that does it for tonight. Take care. See ya. <laughs>